and welcome to How to Adult with Joy, a podcast about adulting and the different milestones that we might go through to becoming an adult and all the challenges that comes. Thank you for joining and please remember to subscribe and follow this podcast. Hey everyone. I'm sorry I didn't record yesterday. Yesterday was my birthday and I met up with some colleagues um, and we celebrated. So I got home really late so I couldn't record. Um, I know not many people watch or listen to this podcast but today's episode we're going to talk about suicide, self-harm. So just a trigger warning for anyone that is listening that you might want to skip this episode and... know listen to another one today's episode is going to be a bit sad and I think I'm just sort of reflecting on where I am now and what I have been through and I'm going to discuss a Netflix series which is called My Daily Dose of Sunshine and it does feature a lot of suicide attempts self-harm psychiatry stuff so I'm going to talk about that today so if that's not for you please skip this episode and yeah just listen to a different one um so yeah I've just been in a a bad headspace I guess lately and I guess I didn't even see it coming like I've always had depression and anxiety and I've only started getting treatment in 2018 Oh, 17, when I first sort of acknowledged there was a problem with me. And I think as an Asian person, a healthcare professional, it can be super hard to acknowledge there's like a problem with you. And this Netflix series that I've been watching um, called My Daily Dose of Sunshine. I'm up to episode 9 now. I think there's 12 episodes altogether. It's a Korean drama, but I feel like this is one of those dramas that really hits you in the guts and makes you feel all the feels. And I'm not sure if it's just because of hits so close to home for me. Like... If you've listened to some of my episodes, I've been working, or I have worked in psychiatry for um, quite a number of years, whether it was outpatients or inside the psychiatry hospital. I've had an interest in mental health, I guess, since I was diagnosed with um, my own psychiatry problems. And... I've only just recently moved out of the psychiatry ward and back into, I was in rehab and and I just realised that there's such a large amount of, you know, other health conditions aside from mental health. But if your mental health is bad, it doesn't matter. I mean, the other things are so bad, but if, you, you know, you lose the will to live, like... makes it really hard to keep fighting on and I think I've just been surrounded by so many patients 
that wanted to kill themselves, that don't want to live, they don't want to eat. They just want to have a pill that they can have to die. Like, um, I guess I've just thought I was immune to it all, but now that I'm out of that area and I've just moved to a new area, I just have time to think about it. Time to realize, you know, working in this health field, you're always going to have trauma. And and I think watching this show has triggered some emotions in me that I hadn't felt before. So let me tell you a bit more about this show. And if you are interested in watching, you can watch it on Netflix. But yeah, just realize that it can hit really home for some people and for me like as an empath or someone who can really feel other people's feelings I really can I feel like I am the main character or very similar situation to her except no yeah no guys are chasing after me but I can definitely feel the feeling that she feels so basically this story surrounds a nurse called Diane and she's starting her first day in episode one as a psychiatry a nurse in psychiatry and yeah basically she knows nothing about psychiatry and she gets thrown into looking after patients that treat her bad that hit her that abuse her and it can be scary you know, like, they say all these mean things about her and she's not supposed to say anything back. But, you know, nurses and staff are just human as well. And I feel like this show really shows how incredibly hard a nurse's job is. But also doctors, healthcare professionals, they don't specifically show pharmacists in this show, but... But... We are also healthcare professionals as well, and we also work in those areas. So, a couple of more episodes down into the series, and it's a bit of a spoiler alert, but one of the patients that this nurse is really close to dies by suicide, and it really affects the nurse because she was really close to this patient and really cared for him. And then suddenly she develops you know, amnesia about the event and she forgets that he died. And then she gets depressed as well. And she ends up in a psychiatry hospital. And then slowly they tell you how she tried to walk into oncoming traffic. And she also tried to kill herself. And she forgot all about it later. And she ends up in an inpatient psychiatry ward in a closed unit, which is the more secure side. And basically she thinks that there's nothing wrong with her and that she should be on the other side because she knows exactly what these nurses are trying to do. And that's how I feel every time I go into the hospital as a patient instead of a worker, I feel like I shouldn't be here 
or, you know, the other patients are real patients. I'm not a patient. And that's how I feel when I need treatment. And that's why I avoid going to the hospital, even though I probably should. I just feel like they're never helpful and that I know better or, you know, and sometimes I do know better because I am a pharmacist and the nurses don't really know anything about medications. And I feel like it reminded me of a a couple of years ago. I was really struggling in Melbourne, like in these three years that and a bit more in Melbourne, it has been an incredibly lonely time, an incredibly stressful time. And I had to deal with, I don't know if I had to, or maybe it's because I have trouble asking for help. It's been an incredibly lonely time where I struggled on my own. And I felt like I couldn't trust anyone. I could never ask anyone for help. I didn't want to inconvenience anyone. And I've really shared with anyone what I've been through to the extent. I also went to the emergency department a couple of years ago saying that I wanted to kill myself because I couldn't put up with the work. And ironically enough, I was working in psychiatry back then as well. And it was so tough. Every time I go to a new area, I always struggle a lot. Like, I struggle with change. I'm such a creature of habit. And when something changes, I really have a hard time adapting and learning to a new area. So I was struggling with all my residency stuff and... (laughs) just was so stressed out and every day I didn't know if I wanted to quit my job move back to Adelaide and I remember every day I was just walking around trying to get through and I don't know I was just in a really depressed state and then one day I just felt (laughs) I would my sister actually organized a psychiatrist to to assess me because I didn't actually when I moved to Melbourne I didn't prioritize finding a new psychiatrist or a new psychologist because there were so many waiting lists and I tried to see someone in person here and I realized I don't think she understands me and I don't want to tell my story. I take a long time to, in some ways, I overshare things that might be embarrassing or silly or personal. But in terms of my mental health, I've always shied away from it. I always hide it and I always make jokes. Or when people make jokes about mental health stuff, I pretend I don't have any issues And even some of my closest friends probably don't know. They might suspect, but they probably don't know that I've struggled with mental health issues for a long time. And 
And the reason why I can talk about it here, I guess, because I haven't really shared this with many people in my life. So it's all the most therapeutic talking to myself. But anyway, I went to the hospital that I used to work at and I was still working there at the time. But I said, I actually work here. I don't want to get admitted here. Can you transfer my care to another hospital? And I never ended up as an inpatient because of so many reasons. I don't, I know what it's like to be an inpatient on a psychiatry ward. And I just felt I couldn't be one. I couldn't do it. So I was an outpatient. And I had some time off work, a couple of weeks. And only the, um, like the head of the unit knew that I needed that time. And I just called it burnt out, burnout, but it was actually depression. And I was actually suicidal. I remember trying to strangle myself with one of those bands, I guess. Like, but yeah, it's not the best to try to strangle yourself with because it's very elastic. And I try to play it down, but in a way that is a strangulation attempt. I'm actually working in psychiatry. It's a catch-22. You have so many patients. The patients that you meet have, a lot of them have survived suicide attempts. And I realised a lot of the ways that they try to kill themselves is not a very effective and some of them can leave them with permanent injuries, but they don't die. And hence, there was just no perfect way, like, you know, to end your life. If there was a pill that you could swallow, which there is for, like, voluntary dying, but, you know, it's all very, like, locked away kind of thing. It's, there's no easy way to die, so you might as well live. Because if you try to end your life and you end up with life-threatening I mean, like, disabilities, then your quality of life is even lower than it was before. So it's a cash 22 is hard to die intentionally and it's hard to live as well sometimes. And I guess I really related to that nurse because she... Yet, like I said, really didn't feel like she didn't need to be there. I also initially denied that my symptoms were that bad. But then that psychiatrist that my sister introduced me to told me to go to the hospital. I am someone that needs to be told to go to the hospital, even if I don't want to, like... I hadn't, I remember last year I hadn't eaten for days. I wasn't able to eat. I was just vomiting. And I think all of these symptoms, my physical health symptoms, as my GP said, a lot of them is because of the stress and anxiety from working, just trying to live my life. And... I don't want to complain about my job, but 
one of the jobs I feel like I get very anxious and stressed and depressed about it and this job is you know providing my income paying for my mortgage and I just don't know if I can do anything else that would earn me that much money you know money isn't everything but how are we going to survive without money and yeah a lot of the stress leads to my headaches my migraines which I need to see a neurologist for and then today I also saw a gastroenterologist about all my stomach aches my abdo pain and my recent colonoscopy the PR bleeding the constipation the diarrhea the IBS the gastritis I have from stress it all comes down to stress and anxiety and I feel like the overarching picture is my mental health is so bad so all of my physical symptoms are bad I have a migraine I have a stomach ache I can't sleep at night I have constant insomnia I keep waking up every couple of hours and so I just feel like a zombie and I just feel like I can cry anytime I can snap anytime but I'm just barely holding on and trying to pretend that I'm okay where I just really want to have a break but I feel I can't afford the break and you can hear that like I sound silly saying all of this knowing that if a friend was telling me this I would tell them you know take a break workings and everything it's so interesting how that we can treat our friends much better than we treat ourselves and I always feel like I'm always putting myself last putting everyone else first and even with my food blog which was something that I really enjoyed before like I feel like now it's a chore just become something that I have to do because I don't have enough money to be able to afford to eat out anymore so I have to work for it in a different way And yeah, just self-care just goes out the window when you just feel so stressed with everything and everything that's due, money, deadlines, presentations, students, getting told that you should be doing better, that nurses hate you. I'm just trying to do my very best and it doesn't feel like enough sometimes and I don't know if you guys ever reflect this much after watching a k-drama or a a movie or whatever but that's something that I do and I'm very grateful that someone recommended this show to me but at the same time it's so triggering but I can't stop watching it but I can't stop crying so it's taking me forever to watch one episode because I have to stop it and cry wipe away my tears anyway guys watch it let me know what you think and remember to take care of yourself because no one else is going to take care of you and you're going to be dating yourself for the rest of your life and um yeah so if you need to talk to someone maybe you should start a podcast and then record yourself like like i did anyway that's me just trying to make it lighthearted again but 
anyway I'll, I'll catch you guys next time and let me know if you guys watch the show bye Thank you for listening to this episode of How to Adult with Joy. Please make sure to subscribe to this podcast and give us a five-star review. Thank you.